This episode of Faces and Feels podcast is brought to you by Pario. Pario Magazine is a bi-monthly physical print magazine highlighting individuals with a desire to create. The latest issue of Pario Magazine is a special Aussie wrestling edition focusing on the heroes behind the scenes. Find Pario online at www.pariomagazine.com.au. What it is, what's up, and welcome everyone to Faces and Feels. I am your host, Rafe Houston, and today I am joined by a very special guest. It's been a hot minute since we've had a chance to hang out, but he is one of my favorite interviews of all time, one of my most listened to interviews, and really somebody that I just gelled with straight away. So I want to welcome back the Wizard King, or are you a cowboy now? I'm not even really sure anymore. <laughs> He's also a referee sometimes. It is Oren Fight. How are you, sir? I am fantastic. Thank you so much for having me back. Uh, yeah, the last time we talked was we could have talked for another five hours, and we said we had to do another part two at some point. Yeah, so. exactly right. And, I mean, like, since we've spoken so much has happened oh. in your life like it's literally yes. been crazy and i was like now seems like a pretty good time because uh, you you've been through changes in you know changes in your personal life changes in your you know uh work and what companies you're working with you've had injuries you're refereeing you're all over the place man so i thought well, what better time to rewind back to sort of where we left off and just see how you're traveling yeah yeah i uh i think this is the perfect time like my career has has changed so much from i just checked it was august of 2021 that we talked last wow okay so so we're approaching a one year year. anniversary almost yeah yeah, wow um yeah so it there's oh man and my career couldn't be any any different yeah exactly where it is right now. so much has happened so where were we when we we last spoke so i think if anybody hasn't listened to part one with our invite please go back it was such a fun conversation we we spoke for a couple of hours about everything and at the end it goes off the rails and we talk about comic books for a whole bunch of time yeah Uh, but but i think where we were at like the the iron man with john wayne murdoch at icw no holds barred had happened uh, it was kind of you're looking to be onwards and upwards into better things was what what we were looking at, and yeah. then sort of I think the world started to close down again, and that's sort of where we left you. Yeah, um, like I think last we last we talked, I was I was on the upswing uh, in no holds barred. Mm-hmm. Uh, things were great. Mm-hmm. Um, I you know had come off of a, a great series with John Wayne Murdoch. Um, I had come off you know another great showing it. Uh, I see be Milwaukee's insane eight. Yes. Uh, I was coming up on another King of the Death match, um, kind of the redemption uh, arc. That's right. From That's right. the from the first injury in in 2020, mm-hmm. uh, that that almost you know ended my Killed career you. and you know my my life. <laughs> Your life exactly. Um, and uh, and kind of coming off of that, and you know I I had a you know a, a huge coming out party at, at that King, you know that that happened in you know last year. And of course, this year's king isn't happening. Yes. Because um, so, which, just to brutal. remind everybody, when you in the last king, you essentially hit the finals, but it ended up like four four zero, essentially. Yep. Cheated and 
you were the rightful king yeah. and Eric, Eric Ryan stole it, yeah? It was where we're at. And then Correct. we were coming back around to what was gearing up to potentially be the biggest king ever. Well, maybe oh, potentially. Easily. Maybe it was never going to happen when you hear what people have been saying. How how did all that news hit you? Let's start there because that was obviously very shocking with everything that happened with uh, with the belts being burned and all sorts of craziness. Oh, yeah. So it feels like IWA is over. Yeah. So oh, yeah. Uh, t- tell me about it, man. Uh, it's, it's brutal because, you know, I know a lot of people have had, you know, bad business dealings, you know, with IWA throughout the, you know, 20 some years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never had, he had always treated me super well. Um, I know I said on the, on the last one yeah. too, you know, he always took care of me. He always, you know, appreciated the, the extra lengths I went to and, you know, he was always so good to me and to, to have it blow up like that. And, you know, I knew that some people had been, been screwed over. I, you know, I didn't know any of the details of it, but you know, enough people will, will say things. And that was really what I was looking forward to. You know, I, I had won, you know, a, a few insane eights, you know, I, I had been to, been to Japan. I had been to Mexico, you know, inevitably Europe was, was going to happen. And, you know, I had marked off these bucket list things and, you know, once I had made that, that five-year goal of going to Japan, my next goal for my career entirely was winning King of the Death Match. Yeah. And now that's gone. Yeah. So like that, that genuinely, you know, and I remember it, I, we were doing a character class at, at Rocky Mountain and, you know, they were asking like, what's your motivation for being here and what's this and what's that? And I had just come off of my injury and I, I was still injured. Mm-hmm. And I kind of said like, Honestly, once I win King of the Death match, like I don't know how much I want to do more in the ring, you know, like yeah, well. I maybe just go out on top and, you know, kind of kind of slowly taper off and and finish off my my in-ring like career as a wrestler or at least take some time away and kind of reassess what I want out of that. Yeah. But then it's just taken away. I, I wake up one morning and everything's just gone. It's, you know, Jay Chris has burned the belts and, and I'm, you know, I'm getting messages from you know, somebody from here who was supposed to be in queen is like, Oh my God, is, is King not going to happen? And I was like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And everything explodes. And then I'm like, Oh shit. Well, there goes the, the career benchmark I like had set for myself. So I'm still in reset mode. I'm still in like, uh, I don't know what what I want to do now. What the next tick is. Well, yeah. one thing you can say, I mean, according to posts that Ian Rodden has put out, he he said that you were going to win. He felt that you were going to win King of the Death Match. So, I mean, you're the uncrowned King of the Death Match of 2022. A tournament yeah. that I guess will never happen. Um Congratulations, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and uh... the, the funny thing is, is when he had, when he made that post, I woke up to like five different people that were like, "Congratulations!" I and I was it. like, "What are you congratulating me yeah, for?" And I was like, "God weird. damn it!" Yeah. He like, obviously felt passionate enough about it that he felt like he needed to make it known. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, you guys had obviously been telling like a long-term story, and like you said, yes. I mean, I don't know him. I've had no dealings with him, and I know people that love him and people who despise him, you know, uh, but he obviously had an affinity for you and like a support for you that he felt that even as everything crumbled, he wanted to tell everybody that that's something he believed in. And that, that's something, you know? Yeah. And that, that meant a lot to me, you know, knowing like that, that 
that was still going to happen that you know that was still out in the in the ether to like hey like this was going to happen and i was the the bummer is you know and if you like if you ever read the the friends of low places article that uh um scholar and elbow on on twitter mm-hmm. uh, that's her that's her twitter handle she wrote a fantastic article about it wow. about about heroes in in deathmatch wrestling mm-hmm. and it was all about me and it was all about um it was all about like my my path as the underdog in king and just like how impactful it was on that whole crowd around her and like and it was it was put out in the most eloquent way possible and it was an amazing read Mm -hmm. and i was honored to have that written about me Mm -hmm. but you know to to know that like the redemption was coming that like another like in in my opinion incredible story was about to be told Mm -hmm. and then it can't be told because of everything that goes on you know that that sucks because like when you look at your your career and you look at the milestones Mm -hmm. and you know the things that you can say hey i did this or like hey i did that like that's just not on there yeah you know like that that tournament playing out and those finals playing out never happened you know but well it is wrestling never say never yes and i mean he's he's closed the doors before and reopened them you know many many times. times so you never know where it will end up. Maybe maybe this is the final cancellation for him. Maybe it's all a huge work with just him and Chris and it's, uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so I wouldn't it's even wrestling. be... It's wrestling. Anything yep. can happen. So so I guess you say you're in reset mode. What do you start yeah. to, to think about? Because we're, when we've spoken just privately uh, and things like that, you did say that you're the happiest you've ever been in wrestling because you said there you felt like the injury, which I suppose we'll go through and, and tell people about it, but you, you felt like it was sort of a blessing in disguise because it, it put you on the shelf and gave you an opportunity to take stock and also start to do other things in wrestling that have made you really happy. Yeah, uh, we at, at Rocky Mountain Pro out here in Colorado, we we do a weekly show now. We, we have our own venue. We That's our home, and we have it set up for streaming. We have it set up for for weekly television. Um, and that's, cool. that's something very few people can do, at Absolutely. least here in the States. Um, and, and I had taken some time off. I, I had some like health issues internally that I was trying to figure out. And I was like, yeah, I'll just do a backstage role. I'll, I'll agent matches, you know, I'll, I'll work with talent and, you know, help them kind of figure out their matches and go through these things. And cause I, I was kind of the elder, elder statesman, you know, barring the other, coaches and, and stuff that are here so you know i was doing that and there was one time i was like oh hey could you do me a favor and and wrestle i was like yeah okay i, I guess i i could wrestle the match is going great everything is going awesome uh we're we're getting getting close to the finish and he goes for a senton and his elbow just cracks me in the eye i blow out my orbital um and it was so weird because it it hit me and I was like, oh god, my eyeball is is ruined. And you'd gone full Vader. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is the worst case scenario. Wow. Yeah. And and I roll out and like, okay, well, fine. And I I have Medicaid, which is like public insurance, so it's mm-hmm. it's free. So I was like, okay, I'll go to the ER. Mm-hmm. Um, I go to the ER and I wait and I wait and I wait and they're like, oh yeah, you broke your orbital. And I was like, why? It, it doesn't hurt. Like, nothing around my eye hurts. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they're like, yeah, well, you broke the back bottom. 
So, like, what happens with your eye is, like, to prevent your eyeball from popping, which is yeah. a gross thought, uh-huh. like, it breaks. And so it, I broke it in the back bottom so my eyeball didn't pop. Oh, my God. And so I, I was stuck with this stupid injury yeah. that, like, you know, because I've, I've shattered my foot before. I, you know, I've torn ligaments and stuff. You know when that's better. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, okay, my, my foot is now mobile again. I yeah. can do these things again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this was one where I was like, my like my vision wasn't bad other than being swollen. Mm-hmm. And then once that was gone after three days, I was like, well, everything's normal. Mm-hmm. But I, I can't I can't work out. I can't wrestle. I can't do anything because I can't fly. Oh, I can't, God. you know, because yeah. of the change in elevation. Wow, okay. Yeah, so there were so many things. And, like, I had to pull off the shows. I had to do, you know, I was like, well, okay. And, uh, but that led me to, I was like, well, they, they're like, well, we still want you on TV. We still want you, you know, it. we don't want people to forget about you, which they don't, they're like, that's probably not going to happen, but let's get you in other roles. And so I, because I was a champion at the at the time. Wow. Um, and then I wasn't able to, like, I wouldn't have been cleared by the time yeah. it it, it would have uh, been time for the pay-per-view. So I was like, okay. And we just had me, you know, vacate the title mm-hmm. and uh, a championship that was strictly made for me. <laughs> like the division made for me, the death match guy in a wrestling company. You've had a few <laughs> titles made for you over the years, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. and, and here I was all excited to have my own again mm-hmm. and like start this new division and a new style. And there's nope. Never mind, just kidding. Uh, you yeah. broke your eye, so we're yeah. going to have to vacate that. Uh, so then I, I started uh, refereeing, and I did, you know, I've been doing commentary on the on the pay-per-views and the, the tapings mm-hmm. uh, with D'Lo Brown. That's and, awesome. uh, and like, a, another guy that, that's been here forever, his name's Danger Dean. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, just that experience alone. Yeah. Like, doing commentary with D'Lo Brown, doing like eight episodes of TV commentary. That's well, now now it's up to like 16. Yeah, wow. Did you see that, that clip of D'Lo Brown just fucking everybody up in Impact? Like, he's still yeah. got it, man. That sky high was unbelievable. I was like, man, he, he's, he's still, he's still, he's got, still it. got it. He used to be like a big favorite for me when I was a kid. I used to love him, like, uh, the nation and everything like that. And the head because and, he's yeah. so good. Yeah, he's so good. He's yeah. so yeah. good. Yeah. And, and you know, and we're super fortunate to have him and Josh Matthews out for every single one of our, our pay-per-views and our uh, well, that's and our tapings. Yeah. So so while Josh is – Josh joined us on commentary a couple times the last set. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, have, having Josh in the back saying, hey – you thought about this with producing have you thought about that you know and telling the guys in the back like wow Ooh, look at this look at that and deal is out there on commentary with us like giving us these table. different things yeah. and like hey like say this or say it this way or do it that wow. way oh shit okay this yeah. is easy so you guys are, are sitting there kind of tentatively sort of affiliated with impact a little bit i guess like are yes. people that are, are t- that's the hope stuff to do with it yeah wow we we've had we've had a match on their uh, like they're they're doing like an indie spotlight, um for like their their talent that go out and do you know other indie shows. Awesome. And one of our uh, like our women's division, uh, Madison Rain wrestled our our then champion Reagan Grimes, and they put that on their on their YouTube and stuff. And that's I did awesome. commentary for that. So that oh, was that's super awesome. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I was like, well, I mean, it, in one way or another, I was on I was on in, I was on impact. I'll <laughs> yeah, take it. Yeah. Take it for now. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. Oh, that's re- that's really exciting, man. Um, 
before we before we like continue on, where do people find Rocking Out? Because you, uh, you've got YouTube, but you're also on Twitch as well, aren't you? Yep. Uh, every every Tuesday at six thirty Mountain Time, because um, we have four freaking time zones in in the states. Yeah. Um, at six thirty Mountain Time, we're live on Twitch uh, at like I think it's just the Rocky Mountain Pro. Um, on on switch if you look it up you'll you'll find it and it's it's free to free to watch now it used to be subscriber only and we do like a pre-show but now it's free to watch every tuesday our our weekly show which is kind of like pseudo student show um but it's it's still you know our our champions are on it and and it's just subscriber only chat so you can watch it for free you can just hop in and and watch it and be like oh maybe this is something i want to interact with our we have this you know, a pretty solid fan base of fans that watch every single week and are in the chat every week and they know everybody. Um, and then every, now it's going to be every Sunday on YouTube is our, is our charged. So our, our TV tapings go up on, on Sundays. Right. And, so, and then, so it's like watch live on Twitch or catch it on a replay yep. on Sunday on YouTube. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, although they're two different things. Oh, so uh, we do, so Tuesday's its own show, and then Sundays are our big built-up tapings that we do after the pay-per-views. Oh, okay, right, right. Oh, right. yeah. So, so it's actually multiple, multiple shows. Yeah, right? yeah, wow. Yeah, getting busy. And uh, and our pay-per-views are on fight. Uh, we we wow. put those, all those on on fight, mm-hmm. uh, just because of we we want to get some revenue out of the mm-hmm. the level we put in. And uh, our our last like our anniversary show milestone that we just did milestone twelve, that if you watch it mm-hmm. looks like a, a big time company's pay-per-view. Awesome. There was so much effort put into that. The entrance, there were special entrances with a, with a gate, like a gladiator's gate. <laughs> and we had gladiators That's and sick. it was, it was pretty cool. And I was yeah. like, wow, this is, this is pretty awesome. This is like, this is, it, it felt like a, like a upper tier indie for sure that's awesome i like the gladiator theme is that uh like you know a return to the old themed pay-per-views that they used to do like back in the day yeah wcw and wwe now they're all just like the same lights and led things yep. and stuff like that yeah i used to the, love the, like the dress sets and costumes yes. and all that yes stuff. Yeah, yeah. they were so like the backlash set was yeah. so cool yeah exactly and was like, that the one with the big swinging like thing yes. yeah yeah and uh, like uh, the one before that was like retro themed, so we like the all the ropes were were taped in retro like neon colors, and we had you know like retro uh, like video game boxes that's built sick. that you know were set up for the entrance and stuff, and yeah. you know that's, yeah, it, that's we, awesome. We definitely go out of the way. Yeah, that's really cool. I used to always love like you know Bash at the Beast or like in your house and like yes. <laughs> coming out of just like a neighborhood house and shit. Yep. Yeah, and, yeah, and it felt so different. Yeah, and, yeah. But yeah, now it feels like you're just watching another show. Yeah, yeah. it just fe- it feels like Raw, or it feels like yep, Dynamite yeah, because they use the same the same tunnel. Yeah, you're like, okay, this is the same thing. Got yeah, it. yeah, okay. exactly. No, that's a, that's awesome, man. That's really exciting. Um, how did you end up involved with those guys? Because obviously, you were you living there when we last spoke, or did you move? Or yeah, like... yeah, I was I was living here, and I was I was doing stuff here and there. Uh-huh. Um. Kind of one, once I I'd done stuff with them prior to moving, uh-huh. um, I I'd done a few shows and then uh, and then I came out here and I you know took a little bit to to jump back over mm-hmm. and then I I was like hey why don't I just uh, like I could just wrestle here it's mm-hmm. here because the rest of the rest of the Colorado Indies are pretty bad 
Um, <laughs> there, there's a, there's one that's called uh, Lucha Libre and Laughs. That one's that one's pretty legit, but everything else is uh, trash. And um, <laughs> and <laughs> and like and here it's the the culture is amazing. Um, I, I hopped in and I was like, Hey, you know, I've, I've done some stuff. I've, I've been some places, you know, I feel like I could contribute and also would be great to like continue to learn and like weekly get like stay in a ring. Yeah. And, you know, and then it became like, Oh, I'll just be there every single night in the ring and mm-hmm. wrestling and training and, you know, like working on stuff and, and helping the young kids and man. Wow. So it's, it's become that kind of thing. It's like every day yeah. you're there. Wow. Yeah. Turned into yeah. Like Monday, a, a job. Monday, Tuesday, <laughs> I give myself Wednesday off. Yeah. Okay. And then, and then I run, I run the Thursday class. Yeah. Um, and man, it is, it's so rewarding. Yeah. To like, to, to take what, you know, the, the people gave me, mm-hmm. you know, when I, when I did seminars or I was on the road with people and they, you know, they took time out of their lives mm-hmm. to sit and talk with me. And I was like, I can now give this, like the stuff that made me go, Oh, now I get it mm-hmm. to, to like a young group of, you know, people that, that are trying to chase the same dream I am mm-hmm. and see them have those aha moments and see those lights come on. And Oh my God, is that rewarding? Yeah. That's awesome. And yeah, like I, I was scrolling back through our messages because I was trying to remember like what had happened because when, when you got injured, I of course messaged you and, this man is very casual about his injuries. Let me tell you, oh, no big deal. I can't see out of it, but they'll sort it. I'm like, what do you mean you can't fucking see out of it? <laughs> like, but but he was, you were like, honestly, I think the eye injury was the best thing that ever happened to me. Yeah, you're like, it made me stop and like take stock, and now I'm doing all this stuff, and I've never been happier. And so it was just, yeah, really cool to see that. And so teaching has become like a, a really big thing for you as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. And like, and I kind of had before, but now I've really stepped into that role, um, as like a a pseudo coach, you know, without the official title. Uh Um, but like being able to, to hop in and be a referee and, and really see things from their perspective and realize like, what can I do when I wrestle now to make their life easier? Because I know I was doing stuff that was really irritating because, you know, we do earpieces and and we do hard times and, and all those, you know, like, I'm sure if I was refing on a, like a, a normal indie, mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, this is a piece of cake. I don't have to wear an earpiece. I don't have to be like, hey, guys, maybe take it home. But, you know, now it's like, hey, you've got like th- they hit the pin. And it's like you've got 15 seconds. you got to get out of this ring and, and to yeah. the back and and like kind of figuring out how a referee has to operate in, the, in those parameters and, yeah, wow. and how a commentator has to be like. We, we do like a, a mock run through on Mondays and yeah. somebody hopped on with me and they were like, oh my God, how do you not say awful things? How do you like, how do you prevent yourself from like making jokes that you shouldn't make? I was like, dude, it's hard because you have to remember that like it's a professional thing and you're, you know, this is a professional product. Yeah. And yeah. The you guys are doing real make, TV tapings and stuff. It's crazy. Yeah. 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 yeah the, the jokes we might make backstage, we can't make, you know, and, and just finding all these different, facets of, of wrestling that I had just taken for granted. I'm like, Oh, refs will be there. You know, I've had bad refs mm-hmm. and I know what a good ref is and I know how valuable they are, but I didn't realize how hard mm-hmm. that, that job was and, and how, how difficult that, that task is. And the same with a commentator mm-hmm. and, and realizing how, like how valuable it is to tell a commentator what you need them to put over and to say, Hey, like, here's my name. Here's how you pronounce it. Here's my moves. Here's this stuff. Cause we have people come in from out of town and they won't give us anything. And I'm like, 
I hope I'm getting their name right, or yeah. I hope I'm putting over what they want me to put over. Mm-hmm. And, and you're like, oh, I don't know, you know, like having having a commentary team like Struggles and Ron, you know, they they're amazing and they can they can do that all day. So like you know, having a new appreciation for everything that they do, yeah, is you know, it's just a whole other world of of learning and realizing like, okay, when I do wrestle again, what what can I do to make my matches better, make it easier on the ref, make it easier on my opponent, make it easier on commentary, better for the cameras, all of that. It's it's wild. It's all part of like the moving cogs of the entire production, right? It's that big picture thinking, like being able to look at what you were doing and zoom right back and look at the entire picture of you as a professional and then what you bring to any place that you go. Because if they're like, oh, it was super easy to fucking deal with. He had all his stuff thing. He had a Dropbox. It had all his links. He was able to tell commentary what was going on. The refs loved working with him, blah, blah, blah. It's like, it makes you very hireable, you know? And then the fact that you've got like TV experience, you can hit times, you can ref for them, you can do commentary and things like that. It's it's building a portfolio and building a resume, like well, that, and that's really impressive, that, and, and also helping build thing. a product. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the big thing because we we had like a, a TV clinic with with Josh and Delo, and and they and I asked them, I was like, how do you balance this? I was like, now that I've become like a utility guy, you know, I'll wrestle on house shows, and then I'll ref on Tuesdays, and I'll I'll do commentary for the tapings, and you know. Like, how do you juggle that? Uh, and and they joked, and they're like, lots of alcohol. I was like, well, that doesn't work for me. So, <laughs> but I will figure it out. And you know, and like it, it becomes like the the Shohei Otani effect, like the the baseball player who who pitches and hits at an an, an all star level. I was like, how do you how do you put ample amount of time into all these things? Because being a wrestler alone. You got to go to the gym. You got to train. You got to do all this. But I'm like, then being a ref takes as much time as well. And being a commentator takes as, the same amount of time. And I was like, how do you juggle that? They're like, uh, as long as you find a way to, they said the exact same thing. Like that guy is hard to fire because if, if that guy's in a company, you, you can't get rid of him because he fills so many positions and he can fill them like adequately into a, you know, to, to standard you can't get rid of that guy because he's willing to do every role. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where I'm at. Like, I, I know, like, I like to think I'm a pretty good wrestler, but I'm like, I, if, if I'm not needed on the card, I don't care. I'll ref or I'll compensate and I'll put the boys over or, you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Just, I'm just there to whatever you need. I got you. Yeah, contribute. Like, just, just let me know. Yeah, yeah. You need me to go 30 minutes? No problem. You need me to compensate for seven hours? Sure. Yeah, that, that's seven hours. I wouldn't recommend it. Oh, dude, eight <laughs> hours is our TV taping. What? That's crazy. Eight hours. Oh we do four God. hours, take a little, like, hour and a half break, and then do another four hours. And there's yeah. there's no time to, like, get up and, and go, go potty or anything. Yeah. It's like you go, and then we're switching over episodes, and you've got, like, a three-minute countdown, and then you're back at it. Wow. I uh, yeah. I have been podcasting today for quite a while. I started with uh, the one only SPO talking about ICW No Holds Barred My at eight thirty a.m. in the morning, and it's now twelve forty-two p.m. Straight into with you, and my ears hurt from these headphones as well. Where I'm sort of at with it, and I don't have the pressures of times and cameras and you know and all that kind of stuff. Your adrenaline must be up. Oh, dude! And 
like and for me i get super excited because they're my like it's my friends in there you know it's yeah, like yeah. i i get super amped up for like the the guys that i've really helped out or like the the guys i'm really close with so it's so hard to not lose my voice screaming and yelling yeah at like in commentary and like finding when to have the energy and when not to yeah struggles oh, talks my... about that like when he first started first got into commentary like blowing out his voice and and things like oh, that yeah. you know he has to really pace oh. himself and and all that kind of stuff it's hard yeah. it's hard because we start we start the weekend with a pay-per-view yeah so you know we start with a pay-per-view where you have to bring all of this like crazy energy yeah and then Fine, okay and now we have eight hours of tv tapings so like just you know meter that energy i'm like oh my god how how do you do this yeah yeah so are you doing weekly pay-per-views basically uh like, no it's every every two months we do a pay-per-view okay. so we it it's way easier to fly people in uh-huh. you they they come in they do the pay-per-view the next day you got the the eight episodes of tv and then right so, like so, it's, so it's like you yeah. sh- you do do like a, a blow-off pay-per-view i guess for the previous season almost yep. run tape build it eight up hours worth uh, well eight episodes let that run yeah. for a time and then do it again yeah, and then and then blow it off in two months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, then yeah. Wow, that's that's awesome. That, that, oh yeah, that's how it's, it's done. It's been a ride. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's really cool. We we have like counting house shows. Mm-hmm. We're at a hundred and five shows this wow. year, just just with Rocky Mountain alone. That's that's a lot. I mean, I'm a, yeah. I think this podcast is at 107 episodes in nearly two years. You know what I mean? So to be putting out that much TV and content and stuff is like. Heavy. <laughs> it, it never ends. Yeah. We, we were talking about it the other day. We're like, hey, so when do we get a break? And uh, and we're like, oh, we don't. Yeah. We don't. Because, like, we, we have a house show on Saturday, and we had one last Friday. Mm-hmm. Like, and then every Tuesday, there we, there we are back at it. I'm like, oh, man, this never ends. But this, yeah. like, but then you think about if one of our kids were to get signed. Yeah. You know, they're, they're kind of prepared for that life. Yeah. They're, they're kind of prepared for, like, Absolutely. the travel, the, mm-hmm. you know, like, being – Hey, this is this is what you do every day, you know. So like they're they're already pretty ready for it. They're they know that like oh my, this schedule sucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it does. This is real life. It does. <laughs> Welcome to the real world, jackass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like sorry guys, uh, this is gonna be awful. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but at least you'll be able to navigate it a little bit better than like guys that work the indies and it's like oh you know I fly out for a weekend, I do that, and you know I might take a weekend off and then fly out for another weekend and. You know, us, it's like every, you know, all the time. And then you have some of us that are, you know, that are flying out and are doing that. And then we got to come back and, you know, that Monday we're back at it. Oh, yeah. And Never this end. is this is on top of shoot jobs and stuff like that, right? Yeah. So oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. That's intense, man. That's um, yep. that's a lot. That is a lot. On, on top of the eight to five. Jesus, eight to five. And then, then what, basically straight into the venue? Oh, yeah, to the venue. just go straight to camp, yeah. Yeah, and then how, how many hours, like, at, at camp? That, that usually goes, we go about 5 to 8.30, 9.30. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, and then you get home, and then you go to sleep, and then you hope to be able to wake up at 4 a.m. to get to the gym <laughs> to then go to work to then, yeah. So yeah, that no, gym, never that gym on the front there, that's the, that's the real killer, the motivation. Oh, and, yeah. And, like, I mean, you, you post a lot on social media and stuff. I, I think you'd probably say that your physical conditioning's never been better. You've, you've oh, yeah. never been more more happy about it. So I guess that that leads to to the next logical question is, when do you return, or do you want to, or or what do you think? Uh right now, like there, there's a tentative return date. Okay. 
but uh, and it's it's later later in the year, mm-hmm. but because I I I could have come back for Milestone our our big anniversary pay per view, but I was like I'm not I'm not gonna be here for the next set because I I have you know a, a weekend of of wrestling coming up, you know with with the the Chicago dates and, and you know different things there. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm already not going to be here. I already had the, my flight was already booked. My stuff was already taken care of. I'm taking it as a time to go back home to Minnesota and, you know, be with my, my family. Who's, who's, uh, I guess my, my old manager. That's, that's the extent of my family. Yeah, so, know. you know, I'm with, with, with him and his daughter. So exactly. Um, if anybody doesn't understand the reference, go back and listen to the first episode. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, um, uh, Oren and, is his own man who, who is friends with his family. So. Gosh dang right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like that that was already planned. So I was like, oh, I'm not going to be there. I don't want to do just a stupid one-off. I don't want to come back and just wrestle a match to wrestle a match. Uh, like bring me back when it, when it makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I'm in like now more than ever, even though I'm in like, I'm easily in the best shape of my life. Uh, I'm on like an actual workout program that's specifically tailored for professional wrestlers by a, uh, the strength and conditioning coach of like the lacrosse champions oh, like wow. the the national lacrosse league okay. the the champions of that league their strength and conditioning coach wow. like has offered us like tailored workout programs and i feel like my cardio i can go for days i i could wrestle two iron man matches and be fine i i feel like that's yeah. that's how i feel good. right now <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, i was like i and i feel like it's even better yeah wow. and and that's that's like my my focus on Thursdays is making everybody like a, a better athlete and you know be being able to to not get tired and and, yeah. and to you know have their have their wrestling ability stay at 100% the whole match and never tailor off because you know while also never taking a move off but yeah i i, I don't know when i'll come back to to wrestling at least out here i i have a couple dates you know out out there plan you know with the the insane eight at the end of july for mm-hmm. icw milwaukee um and then for for the the chicago weekend and and whatever you know sense that may be for for no holds barred so yeah so we we have a we have a little bit of stuff planned at least in in that front yeah oh that that's awesome um i wasn't aware of like an icw uh return date so that's very interesting to hear that that's potentially on the cards it is, it is, and like, and I wouldn't have said it, but they tagged me in the stuff, so oh, okay, so I, no I, I, I know it there. exists. Um, <laughs> it's wrestling people; it could be over in seconds. <laughs> yeah, that, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Like, you know, on a second thought, never mind. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's one of those things that you know I'm excited to get back out and, and get back out to death matches. Um, yeah. I think last I was seen in in death matches uh, was the match against Cole Radrick. Yeah, that, please you know, t- lit, tell lit me about how that came about because that did that. And another perfect example why I personally believe you're one of the best in the world because, like, I feel like everything that you touch has that effect. You know, I mean, it, it can turn to gold. You know, and you you had been away for a while. You'd obviously had the injury. You come back out of nowhere to GCW, um, wrestle Cole, and not his first death match, but what I think people would widely consider his coming out party in death match. And mm-hmm. and led to him being in tournament of survival. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. like yeah, I feel like that was a, a huge part of it. And the like, even the videos and stuff around it, like like people had cam footage of you backstage, like talking to him, like this is what it's about, blah blah blah. Like it, 
everything to, to do do with that was crazy. So how, how did that entire situation come about? That match was never supposed to happen. Okay. Um, that, that whole weekend was a whole wild roller coaster of, yeah. of backstage drama and, and not involving me, but uh, you know, everything yeah. else. Um, and then I, I had to have a, an impromptu tag match, um, that, you know, like was like, it was, you know, somebody else and I, uh, against the, the rejects and, it was me having to navigate that and like, you know, the partner didn't show up until a match before. And I was like, Oh, I guess I'm going to do a, a, a handicap match against, against the rejects. And, <laughs> and then, so to, to get through all of that and, you know, and that, that was my return to GCW. I was like, well, that's not what I want this to be. And, yeah. and Alex Cologne gets hurt mm-hmm. that, you know, that day, uh, like earlier that afternoon mm-hmm. for like at, on Sean Henderson's show, uh, cause he had gotten hurt the night before and they made it even worse. And then we're like, no, no, just don't do it. Yeah. Um, so I was like, oh, I don't know if my match is going to be scrapped or, you know, what the deal is, like what, what Brett wants to do, mm-hmm. um, I show up on that Sunday and I see it's Cole and I, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, hell yeah. Like yeah. he, you know, he had been around, you know, I, I was, I, I liked the kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just remembered you know, kind of what was, what it was like for, for me to be in his shoes mm-hmm. and, and be on this huge stage, you know, cause I knew he'd been in GCW for a while. Yeah. He had done wrestling, Heaps you know, he had, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had, he had been there for, for quite a bit. And then it was like, Hey, by the way, you're going to be the surprise opponent. Cause it wasn't announced. Yeah. It was just, okay. Orin's in the ring. And now Cole Radrick's music is playing and the crowd loses their fucking minds. They go absolutely insane. And I was like, okay, here yeah, we are. That's awesome. We got this. And, mm-hmm. and I was like, I, I've been a, I've been a baby face most of my deathmatch career, but now is the time to be a heel. <laughs> and now's the time to piss people off. And, and it, everything hit exactly the way it needed to hit. It was one of those times you go out there and you're like, every swing you take is a grand slam and you, you can't, doesn't matter what they're throwing at you. You're hitting everything. Yeah. And, uh, and that's, that's what happened. And, and to get, to get done and, and to have Dave Prezak be like, that match was incredible. Somebody yeah, well, who's seen everything. Yeah, he's, he's seen, seen he's it seen all. it all, <laughs> you know, and, and to, to hear that from him, I was like, Oh shit, that, okay. So, so I did do something good. And, yeah. you know, uh, Benjamin Sachs, my, my old manager, he, even he was like, Oh my God, you just had like the perfect death match. And, and he shits on everything I do. Yeah. So you know, he's like, he's like, no, that was, that was exactly, he's like, the finish was perfect. Everything. I was like, it felt good. And to hear the crowd react to him when I got pinned, I was like, yep, there it is. Yeah. Just, there it is right just, there. No, no, That's exactly. the moment. It says a lot about, I, I think about you and like uh, your, you know, ability to coach and nurture people because you've, you've had a few different people under your wing, you know, over the years, especially since I've met you, where, whether it's Spriggle or Ricky or Badger or, or, you know, Cole in this situation where like, I think back in the day in wrestling, you know, when it was real, like, blah, 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 you know, all the vets oh, and stuff God. like that, you know, there'd be a situation. There's probably over the years, there's probably been thousands of times that situation has happened where there's like a young kid who's going to do it and there's a veteran place with them and they have the opportunity right there and then to help make this person. And they'd be like, you better keep up kid. And then just fucking, you know oh, what yeah. I mean? Make them look like shit and put themselves over and keep their spot and stuff. But it's not 
really the way it works anymore. And I think wrestling is way better because of it, right? Yeah, and and I think like that's that's always been my mentality. Is like I want to see, I want to see people succeed. I like, I I know that people did it for me, and they they had zero reason to. Because when I started, I was a shithead, you know, <laughs> and like, and they had no reason to help me. You know, the the Arya Davaris and the Eric Cannons of the world had zero reason to to give me anything. Yeah, but they they did, and they they did everything they could to to help help me figure out my career, to help mm-hmm. me navigate stuff. And like when you're in that moment, there, there's nothing worse than like being one in a death match where like life and death yeah. are, are literally in the balance. Mm-hmm. And like my my main thing, I tell them, I was like, listen, trust me, mm-hmm. I got you. Mm-hmm. Like I will get you through this whole thing if you just trust me. Mm-hmm. And you're there when you need to be there, and I'll I'll remind you where you need to be or you know what what needs to go on. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, as long as you're with me, you you got it. Like. The a match I had against Kevin Giza that was another thing. He hadn't really had a you know many death matches if yeah. any at all, and he went in with Tokyo Towers and it was crazy with light tubes and it was one in the morning, yeah. and a dude had just lit himself on fire right before that <laughs> and you know and like yeah and and that that whole thing plays out and he's like dude thank you like thank you for getting me through that he's like you were that was he's like I felt as comfortable as I've ever been and. That's that's something I really take a lot of pride in. It's yeah, like, absolutely. hey, it, like trust me to keep you safe, and I will keep you safe. You're gonna take some gross bumps, and it's gonna look gnarly, but I promise you, I will take care of you. And then, boom, we get to the end, and they're like, dude, yeah, everything was great. You took care of me. Thank you. Yeah. And and that's that's what I you know like when you look at the the career perspective, you know, as the the theme of this is like, like that's that's what I want to be remembered for is like. He, he took care of people. He didn't hurt people. He was, you know, he was a good brother when, when it came to being in the ring, you know, he, he never big league somebody in the ring is like, eh, well, you can get your shit in, but it's not happening. You know, yeah. you can think you are, but I'm yeah. not, I'm not let you know, pull that yeah. old territory vet. It's like oh, the old fucking Scott it. Hall. Like I heard you got oh. a good finisher. Can't wait to kick out of it. Yeah. I can't like, wait to kick out of it. You know? <laughs> exactly. Like, that fucking dumb shit. Yeah. It, you guys my, know my it's is, fake, right? <laughs> right, like, <laughs> so they just believed all their own hype, and so it was crazy. Great story, and, and I'll and I'll lose to anybody. I don't give a, I don't give a shit, like because yeah. I learned how to how to lose and not look bad, yeah. and how to make everybody look good. It's weird. It's like there's an art to this. Yeah, it's almost like, it's almost like uh, there's an actual like plan, and the, you know the, the script, you know because it because it's not real and it's predetermined, you can actually make both parties look good as well. It's kind of Wow. Weird. Yeah, I know. What a crazy thought. Guess what? Like, have you ever heard of an underdog before? Like, not every, <laughs> if everybody wins, it doesn't really work. So, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, no, it's crazy. Let, let me tell you, when, when both people win, it does, doesn't quite work. Yeah, exactly right. That's, uh, that's called a schmoz and nobody likes them. So oh, <laughs> everybody hates it. Yeah, exactly. Which is why I... I do a second podcast about New Japan Pro Wrestling now called Okada Shorts. And uh, and in it, you know, we quite often talk about how there's no losers in New Japan. And, like, I feel like that's 100% true because, like, you can – they lose clean, like, one, two, three all the time. Like, sometimes you think, oh, there's, there's no way Okada's losing this. You know, as a champion, you know, they just go, he can absolutely lose it. And he'll be yes. fucking totally fine. It won't matter. He's absolutely yes. Teflon because they won't like bury him and never use him again or anything like no. that because the company supports their own talent. Like it's crazy. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It, and like, I I hate people that that have that mentality of like, uh, and like, I, I get there's a, there's a sense of protecting yourself, but like when when I was a champion here at Rocky Mountain Pro and we're wrestling every Tuesdays and it was you know champion versus champion or you know stuff like that just to try to get some really good matches out there, mm-hmm. I was like, I'll I'll lose any day mm-hmm. because I don't like it's people aren't going to remember who who won or who lost. Mm-hmm. Like they they don't remember that. People don't think of my match with G Raver and think, oh yeah, G Raver won that match. They're like, no, that was Oren's breakout match and it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Same thing with my match against Eric Ryan. Like they don't remember who won. They remember the match was awesome. Yeah. You know, like back back in early of my time in GCW and like I I would beg to say that a lot of people don't remember who won the match between Murdoch and I at the Iron Man match because they were like the match was awesome. They could assume Murdoch won because he's still the guy. But, like, I feel like they, they don't go back and, like, oh, yeah, you know, the Iron Man match that Murdoch won. It was like, no, the match that they had. Yeah. The same as, like, you know? Uh, the, you know, Deep South Destroyer off the balcony through all the flames and all that kind of stuff. Yes. I don't remember how it ended. You just remember the moment, you know. And guess what? Because exactly. it's it, wrestling is what it is, you're always as relevant or as good as, like, your next match. You know, so it yeah. doesn't matter. Like, you could get stomped out in two seconds, you know. It's like, oh, he just got buried by some monster or whatever. Guess what? Then the next match, you know, you begin an underdog kind of trial and you go that. The only time there's real burial is on TV where a company refuses to support somebody and they just put them out and just oh, yeah. constantly devalue them and make them lose and there's never going to be anything else. And in which case, right, then, then that's what that is. But, yeah. It's a concerted effort. Yeah, yeah. they're like, I, yeah. we actually want to devalue our own talent, which is insane. Yeah, which, yeah, yeah, it makes zero sense. <laughs> it's but, crazy. But yeah, t- taking a taking an L in uh, in professional wrestling is uh, it's not that not that hard to do. No, it's fine. It may even be easier. You don't even have to oh, do that dude, last move where so you get nice. on top of somebody. You just lay down. It's fine. It's so nice. <laughs> you just lay there. You're like, oh, thanks, thanks. Okay, great. <laughs> Yeah, have a quick nap before. I, yeah, yeah, before hey, I do hey, this all again you. tomorrow and get up at yeah. four a.m. to go to the gym. <laughs> Goddamn right. Yeah, exactly. Oh, dude, that that that's awesome. So, uh, I guess you you're coming back. You you've, you're starting to see stuff on the horizon. So, King of the Death Match is off the table now. Okay, it's gone. Yep, make it make it's wrestling, but probably not, and it's gone. So, as you think now about future goals are you starting to set everything or are you like you know what i'm just going to come back to it and for the first time instead of like kind of being laser pointed at something i'm just going to organically sort of see what happens oh that i think that's a thousand percent where i am right now Mm -hmm. um you know having having my sights set on another insane eight you know victory ideally and and getting Uh through that you know back going back home and Uh You know, having having that that Milwaukee set again, going back to like, because we we have a special show on you know after after the Chicago dates for No Holds Barred, mm-hmm. we're back at La Pica, like the original venue that like I I was on top of for my my time in ICW Milwaukee. You know, yeah. where I wrestled Nick Gage and yes. beat Nick Gage, and you know had had that you know that incredible run of being a champion for two plus years, mm-hmm. you know, main eventing and death matches every, every month. And like to get to go back there 
I think is is like the the main thing I'm worried about right now because it's a it's a match against Eric Dillinger who's done amazing things in in death matches as mm-hmm. like a, a not so well known guy mm-hmm. and you know to to come back and to be home at La Pica is is really what I'm living for and I think once I get through that seeing like okay what do I want to do now you know where do I want to go from here because for all I know, I'll I'll have that match. I'll take off my my shitty shooter wrestling shoes and leave them in the ring, and you know, and, and call it a day. Or I'll be like, okay, now I'm super motivated to to get back to where I was. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was funny because Benjamin Sachs asked me this morning because we were talking about you know what today's wrestling is missing, and he's like, wrestlers like the number one thing is like why are they there? Like uh, your, your students need to think about like, why is my wrestler competing? Mm-hmm. Why, you know, why is my character that I'm putting on the screen? Like, what is their reason for existing other than I want to be a good wrestler? Mm-hmm. You know? And I said, well, or it, my answer to that used to be, well, or invite wants to become the most decorated American deathmatch wrestler, you know, there is. Mm-hmm. But I think once you take the biggest tournament out of it, that becomes a little hard. So I'm like, well, now that that's off the table, um, like I, I was like, I honestly don't know right now. And I'm, I'm not in a hurry to fix it. You Mm -hmm. know, I, I think right now, you know, getting into wrestling, I wanted to be a commentator and I joke was on me. I was an okay wrestler. Mm -hmm. And then, (laughs) you know, and then after that, it was like, I want to train. I want to teach. I want to coach. And, and that's where I'm at now is like, that's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I want to like, I want to have a good enough body of work that I can just coach. I can coach the students at Rocky mountain. And, and that can be my main focus is teaching them, not, not doing my own shit. So yeah. I think sometime in the maybe not so distant future, but I'm also 27. So, you know, I could wrestle for another 20 years. Who yeah. knows? You know, what's interesting about like, putting yourself out there and going like, I don't know where I'll be like after this match and stuff like that is it leaves yourself open to other roads to walk down. And I don't just mean as like you as a person, I mean like the wizard King, you know what I mean? Like the character, like that change, like the, the lack of King of the death match victory, you know, being the uncrowned King of the death match can be motivation. You know what I mean? Oh, For yeah. him, it's like, so, okay, so here's a man who's built himself around achieving these things, and that's been torn away. What does that do to him? Like, does that make him walk away, or does that make him want to punish others? Does that make him want to seek out other things? Does that, you know, make him, like, lord around this fake title that he doesn't really have yet? Like, you know, like, there's there's so many different things, and... It, it takes you from like a, okay, so I want my career to be here and my character wants my career to be here. Now let's just let the Wizard King loose and see what happens. And maybe that is naturally retirement or maybe that's somewhere that you never even thought it would go. And that's super oh, yeah. interesting, you know? And the fact that you've opened yourself to that is very interesting. So I, I think well, it's exciting it, to see where it'll go. And I, I think I had to. Like, I, I think, I think, having having these set goals and and you know during during that character class where i said like you know after i do that i don't know and then i was like well never mind that's not happening so now i just don't know yeah and 
and kind of letting myself for the first time in my career kind of have that and, and be like, Hey, whatever, whatever feels right, whatever feels motivating, whatever, you know, whatever's going well, I'll, I'll do that. You know, what, whatever, whatever in the moment yeah. is, is the thing. Uh, the only thing I do know mm-hmm. is I do not want to be the, the typical fucking indie wrestler <laughs> that says I'm retiring and then hangs it up and then like it's immediately back. You want to be sure yeah, when then, you do that. Yeah. And then, and then six months later is, is like, okay, I'm, I'm done. Uh, yeah. Just kidding. I'm, I'm back. Here we, yeah, here we yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. And then I retire again and then I come back like, and I know that's usually the, the route of an indie wrestler, uh-huh. but uh, you know, like I, I think when I, when I finally do do that, I want to make sure it, you know, it's that moment where I'm like, yep, this is, this is it. It, it doesn't get better. You know, this is, this is where I want this chapter of this to end. Yeah. And I, I think leaving that open to whenever that is, you know, if it's in 15 years or if it's in five months, who knows? Yeah. And I mean, the, the fact that you've found a way to fall in love with the wrestling business not just like the wrestling ring gives you that freedom also because you're like, I can still be a part of this thing I love in many different ways, all of which I also enjoy. So it's just choosing the aspects that suit you, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's been the really cool part is like, you know, to, to have guys like, you know, Dilo Brown say, Hey, you know that your career is in commentary, right? And, <laughs> yeah, and have, that's awesome. Yeah. And have me go, Oh, really? Well, that feels good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause then the thing I got into this to do is, something i can do yeah and knowing i'm like and you haven't even seen me fucking wrestle so this is great yeah like yeah, exactly wait till you see and, me and, wrestle d-lo <laughs> yeah yeah jokes on you yeah yeah but like but knowing you know knowing that i i have a, like a concrete thing and like and hearing genuine feedback where they're like no i like seriously this if you pursue this with enough gusto like you could make a career out of this and it's like well shit well i could very well just do that you know and and feel pretty good about what I've done in, in, you know, in the ring. So yeah. And and to have like, to know that like my love for wrestling isn't like a limited thing, you know, it isn't limited to like, Oh, I only love wrestling if I'm wrestling. Yeah. You know, like to know that that seven year old little, little kid that loved wrestling Mm -hmm. is able to still love it no matter where it is, no matter, you know, whether I'm, I'm refing and, and getting to the back and having the guys go like, Oh my God, that was so much fun to have you as my ref. Yeah. And you know, like just being able to interact that way or, or whatever it is to like, to know that I genuinely love like every facet just of it, business, no matter yeah. what I'm doing. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. This is a man who, who's like a found a new lease on life. It feels like, and it's really nice to see, man, we could to just see you like, brimming right now with like excitement about all the all the possibilities you know plus i mean we we kind of we have talked about death matches but like that's something that you're really passionate about and you're only just ramping up to really getting back into them you know there was like a one-off with cole but you haven't even really had a chance to like get going again yeah so i mean who knows like i i could I could wrestle at the Insane Eight. I could wrestle at No Holds Barred. I'm like, oh yeah, back 100% to death matches. Here yeah. I go. You know, You're like get me to Japan, get me to Australia. Yep. Let's, yep, let's, please let's let me go back. Yeah, yeah, you know? exactly. Just Got, see what you end up. Australia is the one, the one other bucket list place. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, maybe, I'll tell you what just happened while you were telling me that story. I received a text message. Now I don't normally look at my phone, but I was expecting this certain text message. It was from my wife saying that she had secured our tickets to 
no holds barred when they're in Australia in October. Yeah. We're going to all four there shows. There it is. So if anybody's there, come and say what's up. Uh, but yeah, I'm just saying, there's an upcoming tour. I don't know what you got to do, but we could do that sooner rather than later. <laughs> I mean, I do have what's called a valid passport. Hey. So I think that I think that's the first huge step. That's a pretty big step. So we'll see. This is this is not a pre- preview, people. I've just done this. <laughs> oh, no. They'll be like, Oren Veidt says that he's going to Australia. Oh, no. <laughs> that's what we say. Oren Veidt hopes to one day go to Australia. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, you know where that belt is. If you want it, it's on the shoulder of Joel Bateman right now. So it sure is. Yeah, yeah, it sure is. Yeah, exactly. It's actually on the lap of his baby son Sam. I saw an adorable photo. Oh yeah, but yeah, <laughs> probably. But yeah, now nah, that that is awesome, man. I suppose the other thing to touch on real quick is what else has been um, what else has been getting getting you going? We you're a huge fan of pop culture and anime and comics. We talk about all that stuff. So I would be remiss if I didn't touch base with you and just see what you're excited about right now. Man, I it has been a hodgepodge of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, Yu-Gi-Oh has been back in my life like a hundred percent, like full bore. I'm back to buying Yu-Gi-Oh cards. <laughs> I'm I'm like Suck I'm up. back to like playing Yu-Gi-Oh on a daily basis because they Jesus. have Master Duel now, which is a free-to-play thing. Uh-huh. And you know, uh, a bunch of us from Rocky Mountain that share a love for Yu-Gi-Oh play every Wednesday, and like. So I'm super back into that. I've I've been watching like nostalgia anime, like uh, Trigun. I've watched that. I finally have access to the the other seasons of Prince of Tennis, so I can finally watch the rest of that. And I that I just realized that the other day. So I'm I'm thrilled about that. Uh, baseball season's in full swing so um of the 162 games that they play we're at 81 right now yeah wow and uh and i have missed i think one astros game i i've watched every single game so far besides one um it like even if i'm refing the the game's on on the ipad so the second i walk back through the curtain i grab the ipad i'm, I'm watching the game <laughs> um and uh, so, so baseball's baseball's in, in full swing. It's Wimbledon right now. Uh, it probably won't be Wimbledon by the time it's released. But uh, tennis is my other like my other huge passion. Mm-hmm. So I've been watching watching that and like going out. Uh, the the fiance and and the kiddo and I will will go out to the tennis court here and and she'll just toss me balls for hours and I just don't get tired and. <laughs> And it, cardio. It, it gets the kiddo that? running. Oh yeah, the kiddo <laughs> running around. She just chases down the ball, so I don't have to get them. Yeah. Uh, it's it's perfect. It it works out great. Um, but yeah. Uh, that and playing just, I'm playing video games at like a alarming rate. <laughs> what do you um, What do you play? I, right now, uh, I'm playing Bio Mutant, which came out like a year ago, mm-hmm. and the review said, "Don't play this. It's bad." <laughs> Yeah. And I'm like, why did I listen to that? This game is fantastic. Oh, really? Um, what systems? Yeah, oh, it's uh, I play on PS5, uh-huh. and uh, they did it as like like the new subscription thing. They'll give you trials to games, yes, like yeah. just enough to give you that itch where you're like, you know what? I can spend this money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and I sure did. And so so now I'm playing that. Um, there's another free to play game, Genshin Impact, that I play the shit out of. That's like super like geared towards anime people. Um, like people that are really into that and that got me good. Mm-hmm. So I, I would, I would 
play that every single day. Um, how oh, yeah, how do you find, like, I know with, with my, my life, like, between going to work, doing what I do, spending time with my partner, and, like, you know, doing whatever podcast stuff and things like that, I have a PS5 over there. I, I haven't actually turned it on since my, like, interview with Bobby Beverly. And, I mean, I've had a lot going on in my personal life, as you well know. But, like, uh, it, but it's like I, I barely have time to turn it on and stuff. You're at the gym at four in the morning. <laughs> you're working, like, your full day. You're then, like, uh, going to the wrestling school. You're teaching people. You're doing training stuff. Do you actually sleep or do you just, like, get home and then play games? Oh, dude, I get home. I, I play games. You know, I, I, I catch up with my fiance. Um, you know, thankfully she was pretty hooked on the Genshin Impact for a while. <laughs> okay, so that like helps. that yeah. that was like the the easy like, hey, we can spend time together playing this game. Uh-huh. Um yeah, it's quality. And time. uh dude, it, it worked great. Yeah, yeah. Um but now now it's just get home, play whatever whatever game I'm hooked on, mm-hmm. and then uh, hopefully get some sleep. Like I try to get to sleep by like ten thirty, eleven o'clock. Mm-hmm. Like the, the last two weeks I've been unemployed, like in between shoot jobs, but I go right back to like uh, full time, like longer hours now, mm-hmm. uh, but way better pay. So I go back to that on Monday. Mm-hmm. So I've I've had a little bit of time to just like Chill. do it, but yeah. but but even even once that comes back into play, I gotta I gotta fit in times for video games. Like I bought the PS5, so I have to play it. Yeah. And if I if I'm not playing it on there, I have the Switch next to the bed, so I can catch up on Fortnite and do my daily stuff there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you stay busy enough, you can't be sad. <laughs> then it sounds That's like I trick. need to get busier because yes. it has been a fucking rough trick. few weeks. <laughs> yes. so, if, yeah. if you're so busy. You can't be sad yeah. because you're so fucking busy. So it time. is that healthy push down technique that I use currently. Oh, yeah. Deeper Dude, inside. Yes, just shove Activities. it down. Like, yeah. a- acknowledge it exists, but just be so busy that, you know, it can't. One so, of these days. Yeah, exactly. I'll deal with that. Put that in a box to deal with when I'm old and yeah. insane. Yeah, okay. I mean, okay. I yeah. don't, Telling I, you. I don't, I don't Telling know. Telling you, it, it works. <laughs> You're like, I've been using this technique for 27 years and it's been working. Oh, my God. Yes, it is the only way I've gotten through it. Oh, my God. My man. Yo, let me stop you right there. I just need to holler at everybody and tell them about NordVPN. This service has been a bit of a game changer for me, man. Not only are they one of the first services, you know, to believe in me and to believe in this podcast, which is pretty amazing, but it's also been great to, like, pick up my internet access and throw it around the world. I've been able to access all the streaming services. I've been able to check out different shopping sites. It's keeping me safe and sound on the internet and protecting all of my important data. It's been pretty damn awesome. So if you want to give it a chance for yourself, if you want to try it out, if you want to get amongst the glory that is NordVPN, just go to nordvpn.com feels and use the code feels to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan and at one additional month for free. Uh, it's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, which is pretty sweet. So yeah, nordvpn.com slash feels and use the code feels. Now let's get back to the interview. I meant to ask you when we were still talking about Rocky Mountain, what is the island 
I often see you posting about that. So is this a faction or something? To explain it to me, this, this is a faction that we have bullied our way into uh, existing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a bunch of us that you know like that are, that have grown really really close, uh-huh. and we we made the joke like a year and a half like ages ago, uh-huh. and you know we made the joke that like because we had a pretty big heel faction. And I was like, yeah, and we're going to take a bunch of us baby faces. We're going to put us on an island and we're going to be baby face island. And that's going to be our, the, the baby face group that, that rivals them. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, it, 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 it went by the wayside and then we kept bringing it up enough uh-huh. and they kept realizing like, Hey, these guys don't suck. Yeah. And like together they're really fun. And like, there's a lot of charisma there. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we, we've officially bullied our way into the island being, uh, being, an actual faction and an actual thing. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, the only thing is we just can't say the word babyface because Mercury Aiden, the guy that owns the company, will kill us. We just can't <laughs> use insider terms. Yes. But we know. We know. We know. Yep. Yeah, we know what the island means. Yeah, exactly. So who, who was in this group with you? Uh, we've got we've got Balaam Lynx, uh, who is, man, this that kid's destined for greatness in this business he's got such a great mind and he's he's he loves it he truly loves it um and then we have we have echo who is he's the mockingbird he he steals everybody's moves um i wrestled him like only a million times uh out here because uh we our our styles clashed like perfectly so wrestled him a bunch of times and then it was another guy, but they turned him heel. So we say that uh, David Drake is still allowed on the island. Uh, we just he has like Snake Mountain in the back. Um, <laughs> okay. And we we can't kick him off the island because like his credit score is the one that got us the like the lease for the uh, island. So like you know his his yeah, name's yeah, on yeah. the lease. You know separation. we can't kick him out. Yeah, yeah it's okay. it's one of those things where like. You're still here because we need you to be here because, like, we can't afford the island on our own. Yeah. Uh, but, tough. you know, like, and, and he always makes the joke. He's like, oh, you guys want to come hang out? I'm getting AC installed back here on Snake Mountain. <laughs> and you're like, and, no. Oh. Yeah, I'm like, mm, well, I guess we could make a day trip. Yeah, so so uh, when, when I, when I like, officially come back, because the, the island's running rampant on, on house shows. We also, we also have a manager, uh, Coach Mac, that – if you ever get a chance to to watch, mm-hmm. he steals the show every single time. He's like every high school gym coach or every high school like football coach that you ever had. Mm-hmm. Uh, like short, short, shorts, whistle, like just out of shape enough, you know, where, where you're like, oh, my God, I know this guy because he coached the football team and he was awful. And <laughs> – and it's just it's a blast to come up with random like Mac facts, you know, like like Matt Hardy had had yeah, facts. Yeah, the you know? Mac it was facts. Like, yeah, it was, it was like you know Coach Mac, you know, won the the nineteen eighty nine you know intramural volleyball championship of of Middle Tennessee, and just going off on all these things. Like D'Lo Brown said that he's the guy that like it was his playbook that they put in the Madden. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that that was like one of the things that D'Lo added, like before the Avalanche won the the hockey title. Yeah, you know, he was like, I heard that Coach Mac, like, was in their locker room before the game, giving them a, you know, they called him in to give him the big rah rah speech. So That's it's like, so funny. I was like, the key is you can never tell the truth. Yeah, you just never tell. Everything's a lie. You just. The second you tell the truth, the gimmick's over, brother. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, you can't do it. Charlie Murphy, when he was alive, Eddie Murphy's brother had like a little side character. 
I'd have to look it up. But the whole gimmick was based around that he was the guy who uh, beat out like Michael Jordan when he didn't get selected like for his high school team <laughs> or whatever. Because Michael Jordan always says that I was the like yep. not picked and that motivated me. And so so his whole thing is like I'm the guy who motivated Michael Jordan, and he's like I was that guy, and he's got like a tracksuit on, and he's slightly overweight, and he's got like a receding hairline, like Scullet, <sighs> and he's got like a song and stuff like about being a motivator. Oh my and God. So it's really funny. Like, <laughs> oh. We coach, coach has the has the like the basketball play playboard, yeah. so he'll write up plays on it. <laughs> and, and one of them had like one of the guys he was managing was in a battle royal, yeah. and it was like don't get thrown over the top. And he erased it. He's like, do that again. And he erased it, and he was like, and then at one point it just said survive, and it was just him looking over the board like, oh please survive. And they they got such a good shot of it. I was like, oh my god. He yeah. he managed me the other the other night. I just kept calling timeouts, and the crowd was losing their shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, oh, so you guys so are supposed fun. to be good guys, right? Because it kind of sounds yeah. like this would all lend itself very well to, to evil hijinks. Oh, it's it, it you know on a house show if they want to cheer for the other guy, we just lean full into heel. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. full into it because we're like, yeah, this is fine. It's a house show. This will never see the light of day. It doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, like on on TV, it works so well. As like as a face to have him as a manager, yeah. the crowd just loves him. Yeah. So it's so easy and like, oh man, it's been it's been really really fun to just like have have these guys and like have it actually become a real thing. Yeah. And and be like, hey, I promise you, if you put us together, <laughs> it's just money. It's a license to print money because we we all enjoy each other so much. Because. I think if you put if you put people together that aren't like really really friends, you know, like tag teams. Mm-hmm. I think all the best tag teams are like real life brothers, or or they become that, that like, pretty quickly. They make a concerted yeah. effort, like to yeah, or to like genuinely really really close, you know, instead of like oh here's two guys, let's just throw them together, and uh, they'll be a tag team for a little bit, and then they'll move on. And I was like, no, like I swear this is gonna be great. And then they're like, oh yeah, okay, this is actually pretty good. These guys are actually they they gel incredibly well together. Yeah, that. So yeah, it's cool. it's been really fun. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Well, tell the, so tell people one more time where they got to find all your Rocky Mountain business. Uh, you can find us uh, on all social media at the Rocky Mountain Pro, um, and then on Twitch, at, it's just Rocky Mountain Pro on Twitch. Uh, you don't have to subscribe to to watch our stuff. Uh, not anymore. Uh, you just gotta subscribe to chat if you want. Um, so if, if it's something you, you want to pop in on, on a, on a Tuesday and, and hop in and kind of see what it's about, we, we got free, free wrestling every Tuesday. Otherwise YouTube's on the, on the Sunday, uh, it used to be Thursdays, but now it's Sunday. Um, so yeah, we, like I said, it's, it's never ending. It's weekly content, brand new, you know, stuff that we're putting out all the time and the production value of our YouTube show, like our, our flagship charged. Mm-hmm. Uh, is through the roof. Yeah. Uh, they work really, really hard to to make it look like TV wrestling. Um, and you get it for free on YouTube. Yeah. It, it's it's really, really that we are doing stuff that we should have no right to do with a budget of zero dollars. Yeah, um, wow. yeah. Just it, by having dedicated people who know what they're doing, making it work. Yeah, yeah. That's that's really what it is. It's just people that have a vision and that love it enough, and are like, hey. I will put all of my time and, and effort into making this because I want 
I want to be able to say I made this. I want to be able to say, you know, I was a part of something really cool. Yeah. It's one of the rare times in wrestling where, like, when they say, hey, big things are coming, you're like, no, I genuinely believe that, that big things are actually coming from this. So mm-hmm. one day, well, one it. day it'll all pop off. Well, I mean, you've kind of demonstrated you're a team player many times, like, to my eyes. So obviously when there's something you believe in, you're going to, you know, give yourself to it and, and try and see it through. Oh, yeah. So it sounds like the, that you guys have got a great team together there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's genuinely the, the best environment I've been in wrestling and it's, it's a lot of great people that, that truly love what they're doing. So yeah, if, if you get a chance to check it out, um, it's, it's not my usual deathmatch stuff, but you will still see me. You'll see me in all the, all the other facets of, of the game. Yeah, and you, you said they do have a deathmatch title there as well, or that yeah, they, they have or? a it's it's the NRW title, the the No Rules Wrestling title. Okay, so so every pay per view, because um, it's strictly defended on pay per views, you get a a No Rules match or a, a special stipulation. Like when I the one time I defended against David Drake, uh, we did no ropes, uh, knockout or ring out. And and so we we had a you know about twenty minute match with no ropes and the the whole thing was either you get tossed out or you get knocked out and it was it was cool. it was pretty fun yeah exactly it um leads to more creativity doing stuff like that I think I was literally just oh, saying yeah. that SPO when we were speaking today about you know deathmatch circus weekend how I always really enjoy the pit shows because I feel like it it sort of does away with all the ring tropes so people have to start getting like pretty creative. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and anytime you're forced out of your, your norm and you're forced out of your box, I think that's when like the, the good creators really shine Mm -hmm. and you know, the, the, the special ones, it's like, Oh, there it is. Like they, they can make chicken salad out of anything. Yeah. Anything. Exactly. And that, I mean, that's, that's what it's all about. Right. And again, that comes back to sort of the theme of this conversation, which is versatility in wrestling, really like your toolbox being full of, every tool that you would need to hopefully succeed. Yeah, hopefully. Man, I really hope so. <laughs> you know, one, of the, one of these days I'll, I'll be able to say like, yep, okay, there it is. I mean, I could retire now and I've succeeded. I've, I've, been, I've been to Japan. I've been to Kirk and Hall. I've, you know, I've, I've gained family, friends. You know, this is my life in, in wrestling could end today and I would, I would feel pretty freaking fulfilled. Yeah. So. Exactly. Well, sometimes the like the journey is is the real victory, not so much the destination. You know, um, my, yeah. my my friend James will always laugh at us because when we travel and stuff, my wife and I have a bit of a reputation of like there'll be one thing we want to see, and then we'll go through like all sorts of shit in order to get there. Like you know, so one one of the famous things. Are you aware what Yakushima Island is? Yeah. So, so it's uh it's a little island off the coast of Japan. It's where they, you know, based all the artwork for the forest from Princess Mononoke and everything, like in Ghibli, you know, all those gnarled yeah. forests and stuff. So we wanted to go to this island. The way you go to the island, <laughs> well, there's two ways. One is a plane, but that's not the fun way. The fun, <laughs> the fun way is walk to this port, like you catch a train to the, like the kind of middle of nowhere, then you take your suitcase and stuff, and then you walk through all these back streets and stuff to this port. Then you get on a cargo ship and you sleep in the hold. It takes 13 hours, and then you get to the island, right? Like, and so we did that, and this included yes. like you're just sleeping on the ground, 
they've got like a little carpeted area where you can sleep on the ground, sort of different sort of, of roomy bits. Just like an old guy just smoking in one room. There's another one who had straight up night terrors. It was like, the oh, cobras, like just screaming in the room <laughs> in the middle of the night. It's like storming, the boat's moving heaps. We hadn't, we didn't bring any food, man. We just brought alcohol and some like candy. Like we, yeah, we thought there yeah, was going to be like a, like food on the boat. There wasn't. And so no. it's like 13 hours just to go to this hike. And we meet a guy and he's there. He's got like a name on a sign. And we were under the impression that he would take us to a shop, we would get supplies, we'd drop all our stuff off at the house, and then he would take us to the very top of this, you know, volcano yeah. island. We would hike it, and then he'd come back and get us, and then we'd go. What happens is he picks us up and he takes us to the shop. He's like, here's where you get your thing. We get a bento box. We think we're going to, you know, go eat it back at the house. Straight up the mountain. We're not dressed. We're yeah. just in, like, what we're thinking. He goes, I will return in seven hours. Like, and we're like... Okay, stranger, like, I guess hopefully he doesn't steal all our stuff. There's not really anything valuable. He just leaves us on a mountain. It's, like, raining and shit. And we're like, guess we're doing this hike now? And so we do the hike. We finish the hike in five hours. So then we've got to wait, like, two hours for this dude to fucking come back. Hopefully we're, like, huddled together, like, like on this mountain hoping to not die. And, uh... That's what I'm saying. It's the journey sometimes yes. the funnier part. At the time, it may suck, but when you look back, it's the memories and the oh, friends you made along the way. Dude, yeah. so that is the most accurate shit. Like, <laughs> of, of everything you want, like, it's... And, and last year is when I started actually slowing down and, like, thinking, I need to enjoy what I'm doing. I need to take an extra day. I need to enjoy when I travel. I need to see stuff, like... Mm-hmm. I need to go to I need to go to baseball stadiums if I want to go to them. I need to you know see where I'm going instead of being like yeah I've been to Philadelphia I've never fucking seen anything in Philadelphia yeah. you know and and now now I get to do that and now I get to really enjoy this more and and really do enjoy the journey you know and instead of like I I have a destination I need to get there nope yeah. now it's all just the journey just enjoy the journey and then I mean you can't have any regrets like I remember when you went to Texas and when you had the hat and something like you were like. This is the best time I've ever had. I'm seeing all this stuff. Oh, I'm going to see a game. Like you just became Texas, you know? So it's yeah, like, yeah. dude, a thousand percent. Yeah. I, I put it and like struggles commentary over me coming out with the hat. He's yeah. like, he bought a cowboy hat and I guess every fucking thing has changed. <laughs> like, I, and I switched my music to Garth Brooks and yeah. I feel so good. And like, and now that's what I use everywhere, all the time. And like, yeah. and they're like, "Really? That you're?" I'm like, "Hell yeah! I'm sick of that Garth Brooks fucking rules." Exactly. So like, yeah, you it's just change now. it. Exactly. I've been calling yeah. you the Wizard King in this episode. I'm not even sure if you still go go. Yeah, by I that think anymore. technically I'm still the Wizard King. Yeah. I've just changed. I'm you're not just a magical cowboy anymore. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Just <laughs> from Battle City now. I just changed different anime worlds. You know, yeah. that's it. There you go. Is that where you change it to? Battle City. Yeah. yeah Battle City. It. Hell yeah. Exactly. There's heaps of great anime characters that wear cowboy hats. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's fine. It all blends together and it all works out. Man, Annette, right. I, I really think everything's going to work out for you. So I'm really excited to see what you do next. And I'm glad that we found the time to, to knock this out because it was awesome chatting to you again, bud. Yes, I am. I'm so happy you had me back on. Thank you for having me back on. And I, I can't wait to, to listen back to it. Yeah, no worries. Well, I'll, I promise to get out as quickly as I can. So <laughs> we'll see how we go. Um, tell the people where to find you on social media and let's wrap you up. 
Uh, you can find me everywhere at Orinvite, um, and you can find my personal Twitch, uh, Orinvite18, uh, weekly streams on Wednesday with Yu-Gi-Oh!, and then just randomly whenever I somehow find the time to turn on the computer to stream the video games I'm playing, um, I'll just play random stuff. I always mess around, and I'll talk to anybody that pops in, so... That's yeah. it. And we've told you everything you need to know about Rocky Mountain Pro and then keep an eye out for his return to ICW No Holds Barred. And what was the other thing that you said you were doing? Was one ICW one. Milwaukee's ICW Insane, Insane eight. 8. Exactly. Former winner of that tournament. Returns two time, baby. Two times. Two times. Two times. Time. Returns to maybe make it three time, three time, three time. Hopefully. 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 That's way better than two time, two time. Yeah, exactly. Trying to get that Booker T five. Get to that five. Be able to stare at every single time. I need it. I need it. Yeah, exactly right. And so, okay. Well, I guess until then, for the Uncrowned King of the Death Match, the (laughs) Wizard King, or invite, I'm going to get that over. And uh, Four Faces and Fields. Remember, it's all about peace, love, and pro wrestling. Thanks everyone for listening. Faces and Feels is a DIY project created and edited in-house by me, Rafe Houston. You can show your support by following us on Instagram at FacesFeelsCast, Twitter at FacesFeelsCast, and Facebook at FacesFeelsCast. Or send us an email with topic suggestions or feedback to facesandfeels at gmail.com and don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. Our banger theme is Loose Lips Sink Ships by the Thunder Vipers. Check it out on Spotify. And now hang around for a quick word from some friends of the show. Peace out. My body is a roadmap of pain. Deathmatchworldwide.com The official online merchandise store that is only for Deathmatch Wrestling. Featuring official t-shirts from No Peace Underground, John Wayne Murdoch, Akira, Madman Pondo, Zona 23, Neil Diamond Cutter, G. Raver, Schlack, Necro Butcher, and many more. If you are a deathmatch wrestling promotion, manager, or platform, and are interested in joining the web store, send us an email to deathmatchworldwide at yahoo.com. Deathmatchworldwide.com for the violent view. Vinyls and violence a brand celebrating a love of music and deathmatch wrestling. Follow on Instagram at Vinyls and Violence. Follow on Twitter at Legalize Ranch, and that's Ranch with two H's. And buy the shirts from deathmatchworldwide.com. Vinyls and Violence. I'm pretty sure it's like some weirdo shit like Pokemon or something. <laughs>